Yes, we are back at it at the Real Life, and this week's guest, I'm here with the Sandman, Josh Sanford. How you doing, brother? Yeah, mate, I really good, just coming off of my, my last fight last week, so I still buzzing. You're looking well, how's life in general? Yeah, good, um, it's good good to have you guys up at the club, but you've had a wee insight already, like, as to, to what life is like for me, and I'm just enjoying, like, obviously I'm off kind of this week for training, and just straight back in with the boys, getting them ready for, for um, their upcoming bouts and exhibitions. As you touched on, you're fresh from victory, a comfortable points win 3-0 yeah. over Mikhail Sovis. Mm. How good was getting back in there, Josh, and doing what you do best? I, I really enjoyed it. I think um, I could have boxed a wee bit better, stuck to my boxing. We ended up, couldn't really get an opponent and then had to jump up a few weeks. And it's just one of those things. I wanted to box and I wouldn't, I wouldn't really change it. Um, looking back now, I'm glad that I got that experience under my belt. and um, It's just good to get in there, as you said. What could you have done better in your performance? I think just maybe stuck to my boxing a wee bit. I think, like, when you're, when you're giving weight away, it was, it was um, we were joking the other day, speaking about it, it was like raindrops hitting an umbrella, like, when I was hitting him with shots, and he's just, like, not even blinking, like, as, I, as I'm hitting him. Um, so, I think in theory, I could have been a bit more calm, stuck behind my boxing, but I think you need that sturdiness and strength that you've got at your normal weight to, to get that respect, you know what I mean? Otherwise... Um, obviously it'll not be there and, and guys will try and come through your shots but you know it's just just experience just learning really enjoyed it I had a brilliant camp for it like phenomenal sparring sparred great and then just on the night I feel I got a wee bit excited over eager your campaign at lightweight now do you feel you're strong at that way and you can be a force to be reckoned with in that weight category yeah I boxed uh, lightweight mo most of my amateur days as well I think actually even like up to lightweight I'd be happy enough at lightweight as well it's just just um, certain fights, the, the guys get bigger, as you know, so um, I definitely at the moment, lightweight looks to be where I'm, I'm going to campaign, or as you, as you were saying earlier, even down the way, but uh, I need some big money like, to, to, <laughs> to, to, to go down to Superfella. Do you feel the bigger the challenge, the better Josh Sanford we will see? Yeah, I think so. I think um, I'm just enjoying making the natural progression just now and, and just learning as a pro, to be honest with you, so... Um, yeah, I think I think that I think that will be a cool, cool, calm head, and, and that's kind of what will what will do the job most of the time. You're under the St Andrews banner, Ian Wilson. What's the plan going forward? What's Ian got in mind for you? Yeah, well, hopefully, uh, hope to maybe be out in July again, actually, and then um, the St Andrews show start back up in September and November. So hopefully, an R three bouts be, before the end of the year, and uh, fingers crossed, I'll be be six and zero before the year's out. So I think I'm definitely making up for for lost time for for when I've been out. How quickly do you want to move? You touched on lost time, but how quickly do you want to be moved? Yeah, Josh? I don't. I don't think I'm in a rush at all. To be honest with you, um, I think when you've had amateur experience and stuff like that, people can be keen like for you to crack on. But to be honest with you, I just want to move correctly, not not at the wrong speed. I just want to move correctly and enjoy it as a move as well. Not not be chasing things and kind of getting shiny object syndrome and, and want to fight for titles and needing this right away and needing needing that right away. I'm just, just enjoying the process, if I'm honest with you, and, and the way that Ian's laid things out. Do you reckon you can go all the way? Yeah, I think so. I think I've got all the ingredients to, to do so, but um, to be honest with you, as I said there, I'm just really focused on enjoying my boxing right now. I've got caught up in that, um, like even as an amateur before, I want to do this by this time and do that. and. X, Y and Z, um, I'm just really enjoying my boxing right now and I think that's the, the main focus is just sort of um, living in the now and, and, and boxing in the now as well and, and, and soaking that up.
You're a very cool, calm, collected, laid-back <laughs> character. Where do you get that from? Um, I'm not too sure, to be honest <laughs> with you. I think it's probably a persona that I seem to uh, just have myself. Like, um, I, I'm not too sure. I think my dad's maybe a wee bit cool and calm, I know. My mum's certainly not. She's, uh, she, I get my fiery side to her, but... Um, I don't know, I think um, just through boxing to be honest with you, I think that's actually what it is now that I think about it because I was very like hyperactive as a kid, um, full of energy, bit of the class clown, mischievous and boisterous and stuff like that and boxing really sort of gave me that outlet um, to channel all my energy into it and, and uh, it, it really kind of mellows you out a bit if you like I suppose as well. I. Would it be fair to say boxing's kept you disciplined and give you a very good structure in your life so far? Yeah, I think, to be honest with you, everything that, that I've got in my life is, is through boxing. Um, and that's like even from the business end of the spectrum right through to obviously like my, even like my family and stuff like that as well. So um, yeah, very, very, very thankful to like have found boxing, got involved in it and even be helping like others in the community and stuff like that as well through boxing. Boxing's all about timing, as you know. Mm. Opportunities under Ian will come. Will come thick and they will come fast. Yeah, definitely. When those opportunities do come along, will you be ready to take them with both hands? Yeah, I think so. I think um, I've only really been back, I would say, maybe like a year. Uh, and in regards to sparring, sparring's been great. Being in with some you know, really top-level boys. And to be honest, I, I would say I'm just kind of getting my mojo back, if you like, and, and finding my feet again. But... Um, Ian's, Ian's a man that, that gives you a clear blueprint of what, what he expects and, and the sort of time frame and stuff like that and I think what he's laid out and, and the, the plan he's laid out is definitely one I'm, I'm happy to go for Every fighter has visions every fighter has dreams what's yours? That's a good question uh, see, see to be honest with you and it sounds very um, I'm not sure for, of, of the word for it but I honestly think at the moment, like I, I genuinely feel and I pinch myself all the time now. I feel like I'm really living the, the dream that, that I'd had in my head and, and a lot of people think that sounds very it's very strange to hear it and, and for it to be as fresh and as raw as that. But you know, I, as as I said, um, as we spoke about earlier, train full time, like I'm doing something that I love. Um, got my, my own wee club in East Kilbride and, and got a, like a phenomenal team of coaches around me, got my family and that working with me, got got the, the, the team of boxers that I'm bringing through, I honestly uh, wouldn't, wouldn't change anything like for the world if I'm honest with you, so I think to be to be fair a lot of people get that shiny object syndrome as we said and they want, right I want a world title, I want this and I want that, but I would say right now like I'm really living like what, what, what my dream was, of course I've still got goals and aspirations but um, yeah definitely I would say, I'd say like I'm living the dream now, as, as silly as that might sound to some people. How much in love with the sport? Uh, I've always always loved boxing, I think it's a sport you are, it's, it's a very, it demands all your time and like everything of you so it's a very, it's a very intense sport and um, you can, like over the years I've fell out of love with boxing as well, like became a bit numb to it, like whether it's like when I was an amateur or even just through like how strenuous it is on your body, all the sacrifices you need to make, um, you get you start getting into your 20s and you, you start scratching your head and wondering like is this the right thing I should be doing, is this the right path? Was there ever a time um, where you had to move away from that and you felt oh, this isn't for me? Boxing as a whole? Mm -hmm. um, no, I think it's always been for me. I think I think the biggest thing with boxing is making sure you've got the right um, the right planning 
place. Um, like a big thing for me was being able to train full time. There's, I don't feel you can you can reach your best potential if you're not training full time. I remember as an amateur trying to like even box for my club, box for Scotland, and work in between it, going to a shift and trying to balance your weight and all these different things. And like my mum and dad try to fund me as well, like in order for me to train full time. And I think all these sort of strenuous things is like why a lot of boxers maybe like give up on their dream that that, that we were speaking about earlier. So, um, yeah, I think I think that would be the reason. You need to have character to excel in this sport. Do you feel you're creating your own character in this sport? You're creating your own journey. Yeah. I I think I'm definitely creating my own my own journey. Yeah, and the, the character will come along with it. I suppose. I, I think at the moment now. Just really get my foot in the door, like in regards to the pros. So I would say the character and, and things like that will come off the the back yet. But um, what I can certainly do now is look at guys that have been there and done it and got to to a certain level and say right that that's ideally what I'd like my character to be like or or my persona to be like. And I look at guys like uh, like Cash for Oak, Lee McGregor and like the way these guys carry themselves. That's definitely how how I would I would like to be seen as as well. And I think once. Um, I start kind of moving up the ranks and things like that then and people do judge your character at, at that stage hopefully that'll be how I'm seen as well you enjoying it? yeah I loving it and I think that's an important thing as well as, as you were saying a happy fighter is a dangerous fighter as they say so um, yeah definitely enjoying it at the moment it's clear to see your love with the sport you sacrificed a lot to get to where you're at at this, at this moment in time yeah I think so I um yeah, just sacrifice every day, like the training, getting up early in the morning, the running, making sure I'm I'm, I'm training with guys that are that are like even on the track levels levels above you. So you've always got something to chase and aspire to, because it's very easy to I think anyway, like just sit at Scottish level and not not really push past that, or sit at a certain level and, and not really crack on by that. I want to be like the best version of myself, like whatever whatever that's going to be. You're still a young man. Getting advice in life is paramount for success. Who do you go to for advice? I think I've just got a great team around me. I wouldn't say there's a set person that, that I go to for advice. I think I've just got a phenomenal team around me and in regards to my coaches um, that train me, even my coaches within the, the, the gym where I work um, and in relation to business, like we all knock heads together in relation to boxing, me and my my actual trainers that train me knockheads together and, and, and I suppose you've got different areas in, in life that you kind of knockheads with, with people on but I think that's a big part of it, having, having a team, especially in professional boxing, is, is paramount. Now let's run it back mate, you brought up me school pride, how, yep. was, how was your upbringing? Yeah, really good, well we stayed, uh, stayed in Rutherglen till I was about six and then we moved to, to East Kilbride. Uh, being in East Kilbride pretty much ever since, so got into not not like major bars. So I was that stayed in Rutherglen, went went to Crawford Primary, and was just really boisterous, class clown sort of thing. Loads of energy. This was before I'd started boxing, of course, and then moved to East Kilbride. Uh, went to Canberra Primary School, same sort of thing, boisterous, class clown. But um, as you get older, these things get like a bit more serious. So like the the the, the play fighting and mucking around started getting a bit more serious. Nothing really harsh like we're only primary seven primary six primary seven so not, nothing major but these things snowball and obviously like working uh, in the gym now and seeing kids you you can see certain things that are going to snowball on the other things so it's really good that my teacher and my mum had kind of um, nipped the 
the bud early and like got me into boxing and, and as we were saying earlier that's really kind of calmed me down and I just like channel all my energy into that now. Did you have much when you were younger? Yeah I had, had everything that I needed to be honest with you and I think my, my dad actually he was really good in that um, making me not giving me everything at my at my, my feet do you know what I mean? It would, it, would, it would make me like work for certain things and I think that's really important because you appreciate things like more as you get them as well. So um, aye, I think that's been a really good thing because it's very easy to get um, get things handed to you too easy and you expect that as you go, go on through the rest of your life as well. So You're very close to your dad. Is that somebody you look up to? Yeah, I suppose in a way aye, I laugh because he's like more like my big brother more, more than anything. So... Um, I suppose, yeah, definitely look up to my to my dad in a way. I um, he's he's the money sandman, so <laughs> so um, maybe I, I I I definitely yeah. I. What would it mean to your dad if you were to become a champion? I think um, the way I train and, and and everything that I do, like not not in a. Um, like a self-centred or cocky sort of way, he, he would really expect that of me anyway. Like every minute of the day that I have is devoted to boxing. Like whether it's working with the, the boxers I've got at the club, as as you guys seen, like as you as you came in, or it's like my own training. Um, so I suppose when when you put that amount of time into things, like you 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 almost expect the outcome, like to to be as is. So I wouldn't say it would be a massive surprise to him. I think um, I've got a much better. Uh, like a set up than, than when I was amateur and I done done not too bad as an amateur so he's seen a lot of that so I suppose he's kind of been there and seen it like as me being an amateur and hopefully I can carry it into the pros Has he gave you that good guidance in life that you have to work for everything yeah nothing's I, easy I definitely I think so and, and even like having my mum my sister like the rest of the family they all helped me build the gym they all literally work, work at the gym with me as well so it's a very like blessed and fortunate situation like to, to be in especially like coming off the back of lockdown and stuff like that as we spoke about and getting out the other end What about your mum? What did she say to you coming to boxing? How did that um, go down? I think it was a wee bit of her idea as well like I was getting into baller at school as I said and my teacher uh, Mr Mitchell I still remember his name we, we was getting sent to detention I was the things I were just getting into baller like nothing major as I said but it was getting like worse and worse and, and he and my mum had kind of came up with the idea that, that I should do boxing and like that would allow me to like fully channel my energy um, into that. I tried like a few things like karate, taekwondo, stuff like that and never really like gelled with it. Mm -hmm. uh, and then with the, with the boxing side of things it just, it, as soon as I get in the gym and smelled the, the leather bags, the, the gloves and stuff like that, like the penny just dropped right away that this is, this is exactly like what I want to be doing. Do you feel the way your mum and dad have brought you up is shaped you into the person you are today? Yeah, I think so. I, I, on hindsight to your other question, I probably go to my mum and dad for a lot of advice. I've got a, a load of life experience. I've been there and done most things that, that I want to do. So, um, yeah, had a had a great upbringing and I, I think the two of them definitely. They're my... In uh, boxing, like, each person in your family kind of plays a wee integral role. So they're, they're my, my, my business managers, I would say. I. See when you first came to the gym, did you know this was the place for you? 
at a young age that it brought you to boxing. You touched on there a bit. You get in trouble at school and things like yeah. that. But did you fall in love with the sport straight away at a young age when you came to the gym? Aye, I think so. Just it put me on the straight and narrow right away. And I think as we were saying earlier, boxing is a sport you you're going to fall in and out of love with, especially like early on. So like I didn't sparring. I was in sparring and I was like taking turns and that like when I was in sparring. So. I really didn't want to go back, like every week I was going back and I was like, why am I even, why, why am I going back, do you know what I mean, there's something wrong with me, like am I mental, like want, <laughs> want, want to go back and spar with this guy again, um, but you know, it's a sport where you stick at it and you put in that extra, extra work in, and it'll be rewarded, do you know what I mean, nothing goes unseen under the eye boxing, so um, it's just really you against you. Did it come natural to you? I I think so. I actually, believe it or not, started off as a southpaw. Um, we couldn't really nail down like my my stance. My dad he he trains at, at my gym now as well, and he he was the same. Um, I for whatever reason decided I was a southpaw, um, <laughs> and I'd done about four years of that. Um, that was that was at John Wright's. Uh, I'd started yeah. so along, alongside like like say David Jameson and, and and guys like that, and these are all guys that um, I think when you go into your teenage years and you're around people like that, it helps keep you on the straight and narrow just by the example that, that they're setting in the gym and, and they're obviously, as you know, every kid looks up to somebody a bit older than them. These are guys where, I wouldn't say I, I would say they, I would say they kept me on the straight and narrow, I wouldn't say I really like looked up to them, but they really kept me on the straight and narrow and it was a, a phenomenal like group of guys like to, to be around and, and um, to keep you at a baller. Does it give you that good mental strength in life? Yeah. Aye, I think so. I think, as I said earlier, I think everything that that, that I've had um, will continue to get. Like it's really came off of the batty box and like dealing dealing with losing. I would I would say to be honest with you, it's probably one of the the, the biggest things that I used to really struggle with. Like, um, just couldn't cope with it, like at all. So I think boxing, um, really sets you up for that in life as well. So that you're able to cope with things like a lot better when 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 they do happen. Do you find you've matured through age with that? Learning to deal with things like that? Yeah, I think so. I I think just the different experiences through boxing, as you said, and different experiences through life um, that you have kind of mature you and mould you as a person. I. When did you realise, you know what, I can make a career out of this? What age? You like, no, what, this is for me. Um, I think early on, to be honest with you, I never knew exactly like what that would look like. I just had decided early on, this is exactly what I'm going to do. I'm going to, whatever I need to do to be able to do this, I'm going to do. And I think when you get like a wee bit older, um, you start to question it a little bit. Uh, and that's where I think, as you said, like having mentors, I can remember Rab Bannon when, when we were at the barn, like he, he was really keen on me pursuing that because I was struggling with the balance of working, trying to like stick with boxing and open a gym. Uh, most people I spoke to thought opening a gym was, was a daft idea. There's no other boxing gym in East Kilbride. What are you doing? Um, go and get a job and and whatever it was, um, doing X, Y, and Z for for not a lot of money. Um, and you you take advice from older people. So all these voices you're hearing, you're thinking, well, they must be right. There's no way a wee guy like me, it's you know, fifteen, sixteen's got the right idea that nobody's tried this before. Surely that can't be right. And Rab was really kind of that light at the end of the tunnel for me. Like he, they believe in you. Aye, aye. I think Rab he's just had this kind of um, like a magical sort of way about him. To be honest with you, mystic kind of way. 
where he would just fill you full of confidence. Like you, 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 you grab you take on a line, and you would, you would think you were going to win. Do you know what I mean? And you would genuinely, genuinely believe it. Has that helped you in life? But that getting that words of wisdom for that. Yeah, then? I think so. I think actually all all the the different people I've came across in boxing, all the different mentors that that's basically moulded me as a person, and and I try now obviously to pass that down onto the kind of next generation of boxers that I work with as well. You touched on Rab there and a couple of people, but who's your idols in boxing? Who do you look up to in, in this uh, current era? The current era? I don't know about the current era. <laughs> um, well, let's go back to the, the, pre, the past era then. Yeah, I would need to give you two different lists, I think, there. Um, probably like Sugar Ray Leonard, Floyd Mayweather, guys like that. Um, current era. Um, you know, I don't, I don't, I watch a lot of boxers, but I couldn't really like nail, nail them down. I feel like Floyd and, and Sugar Ray Leonard, they're like my main two that, that I really look up to. I think like guys like Errol Spence and that are, are, are doing phenomenal. I wouldn't say like I, like I look up to them or idolise them now, but yeah. like different names in the division like that. Different you have years, to, isn't it? Ah, uh, you have to look at and like um, take your hat off like to a lot of them. What fighters do you study? Um. It just changes, it cho there's so many different styles to boxing to be honest with you, so it just chops and changes as things evolve, like um, and, and depending on your opponent and stuff like that as well. Of late I've been watching uh, like a lot of Bernard Hopkins um, and just really understanding like the, 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 the way and the style that he boxed, because I used to watch him a lot and not really take it in, like I always say to my boxers there's a big difference between studying boxing and watching it like for entertainment, so... Um, been watching a lot of Hopkins from from a studying regard, and a lot of Andre Ward and just Devin Haney and 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 trying to find like my style if you like mm -hmm. and and the type of fighters that I should be be watching in regards to that and and enjoy like working with the the boys at the club as well because I do a lot of that with them and it it, it it allows you to really dissect and understand boxing like a lot more and even like your opponent's style as well and what he might be trying to do what he might be trying to get off um, on top of that. What do you do outside the boxing? What takes your mind away from things? Um, I've got a, yeah, a lot of hobbies actually, to be honest with you, outside the boxing. You might not believe it because I've been bang, banging on about boxing for about half an hour, but... <laughs> um, You're a keen golfer, aren't you? Aye, aye, aye. I've really enjoyed playing playing golf. I've, I was laughing there, so I've got my clubs in, in the car, my bag's broke, so I'm just <laughs> I'm carrying my clubs about with me the now. Um, yeah, golf, like literally everything. I just, just love sports, badminton. Um, it's good for play, the main golf, isn't it? Play fives and that a lot. Yeah, I really, that's probably one of the main reasons I really enjoyed golf. I was actually really during the, the busy point uh, building building my gym um, and playing golf. Like, I just, it just lets you completely switch off. You switch off, obviously, when you're at boxing because you're so focused, but it's a different, more peaceful kind of switching off when you're at golf. And, and it's just, um, even the scenery and that as well, like, it's just just really peaceful. Why? What's your handicap? Oh, I, I'm not. I'm not great. Like to be <laughs> honest, with you. I just, I just play like for for the pure enjoyment. I think that's probably why I enjoy it. To be honest with you, because I was heading down that route of right. Let's try and get more serious. Let's get like, really into it. But I think um, being a competitive person, sometimes it's good to just like enjoy a sport like for the pure love of it as opposed to like wanting to be competitive and like I need to win and I need to do this all the time so I just really love going out like and actually in, in, enjoying 
uh, golf and, and the peacefulness in that of it as well. Well, I've heard Dean Wilson's got the corporate membership at Glen Eagles, mate. So get one of me take you up and I'll get you in, get the scran as well. I'll, I'll, need get up, I'll need to get up and play him. That, that'll be outside the fight caps, mind you, if there's grub going down as well. But um, no, definitely, aye, I'll be on to him for that one. So let's just go back to your amateur career. Um, tell me about your record. Yeah, I had um, 70, 60 or 70 fights all in. Uh, mo most of my fights were, were at the barn. Uh, I started off uh, at John Wright's, as I was saying, that's kind of like a fitness club as opposed to an actual boxing club. And then for there, we got sent to Blantyre Miners. Um, so I think I had about 20 bouts at Blantyre. And um, from there, I'd, I'd moved to the, to the barn. Um, and most of my fights were, were at the barn. Like, I think I maybe had about 40 at the barn mm -hmm. and about 10 for Scotland. Um, so yeah, like quite, quite, quite a lot of bouts, mostly senior bouts as well. So you're really learning, um, like fast if you like, in, in the senior ranks because it's a completely different game, like to the juniors. And I think the the so a lot of people say they've had like right two hundred fights and things like that. A lot of them have been as a junior. Like the senior game's a completely different game. It's just just the same as the pro games, a completely different game to somebody that's had X, Y, and Z amount of bouts as an amateur. Who's the best you faced? Um, I don't really know to be honest with you. I fought like a lot of a lot of decent boys. Um, the first one that comes to mind just because he was boxing all night, Calm French, like he mm -hmm. he was decent. Um, a few other guys like that, but I've not really got like a, I think styles make fights, so I've not really got like a pinpoint of right this guy was the best or that guy was the best. Um, even in regards to sparring and that as well, being in me some like really like top names, top guys, like for all over, um, being in me a few Olympians, boxing as well, so um, aye, I think styles make styles make fights, so it's, it's, it's quite a tough one to like pinpoint that, but and we have a lot of good boys that have went on to do big things, so I'm hoping obviously in the week and a hiatus I had, I can go on and, and follow in their footsteps as well. At the barn, you were under the guy and said, barn, who you touched on earlier on. Yeah. How good was your time with Ab? I loved it. I think that was probably like the, the the best years of my amateur career to be honest with you, with Rab uh, and, and even just Rab helping to mould me as a person. I think in regards to my own personal development, probably the, the, the best time I had as well. Rab was like a coach that is like a life coach as well as a boxing coach. He'd literally be in that gym all day, he gets in at two o'clock and he's he's right through there, like through through the night. So sometimes you begin in um as I said, for the life coaching side of things, like he really built my confidence up. Like he just dissected every person, like for the ground up, what they were good at, what their flaws were, what they need to work on, like everything. Like, even uh, from a communication point of view as well, like I just uh, really struggle. Like I struggle making eye contact with people and really uneasy, very shy, like and uncomfortable and, and Rab really sort of chipped away and broke that down like for the core and helped build me up in, in that regard as well and set me up. Um like those those things set me up in, in boxing and business as well, to be honest with you. What did you learn for Rab, not only in boxing but as a person? Um that's a, that's tough to, to break it down like to, to one thing, I suppose um as a person, um, uh, like uh, as I said, there like all 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 personal, all my personal skills, like communication stuff like that. Like Rab 
just couldn't build them up from scratch with me. So like everything he went through everything with me. Um in a boxing regard. I think confidence came a lot in a boxing regard as well. Um I think a lot of boxers can beat themselves in their head before they even go in there. And I, I think in I think with Rab, like just different routines and, and things that, that he would do and um, you see Customato used to speak about it a lot in relation to Tyson, he would say that 80% of boxing was, was the mental aspect and I think Rab just like knitted that together completely for me to be honest. I think I've always been kind of confident in myself in relation to boxing but everything outside of that I haven't been. So getting all of that tied up and going back to boxing like I felt like a, a new person doing that. Do you feel that gave you that self-discipline that you lacked back at a young age? I think um, a wee bit. I, I, I think the biggest thing for Rab was my confidence. Like that, that was the penultimate thing for me. I think I've always been um, pretty disciplined. Obviously, obviously, as the years go on, you, you, you get better and, and you, things become more watertight. Even like from being an amateur to now, like, um, just wee silly things like my timekeeping used to be rubbish. I didn't think that was a big deal back in the day, but like now it's like right, get to boxing sessions, you know, forty minutes early, warm up, stretch, or wherever you're going, you're going to a meeting or whatever, um, fifteen minutes early. Like all these things, it's just made me a really um, disciplined person in that regard. But um, with Rab, I think I think the confidence side of things, like it was, I probably couldn't even jump on and. Uh, and, and do this to be honest with you, with, like how yeah. unconfident and uneasy I was, and like with Rab, I, I could. Um, he was to, to me, Rab was really like um, like the way people see Brendan Ingle. I would say Rab's like the Scottish version of that. To be honest with you, like a major unsung hero, and you see Brendan Ingle, so there's loads of clips on him, like just building kids' confidence up, like getting them to do. Things that we would regard as stupid, like get them to sing and like do all these crazy things, but the, their confidence like was sky high, and that was like a massive thing. Like for me, I I, I really felt like where Rab I could be Emily like in the division. Do you miss him? Yeah, definitely. Rab's probably the the best person um, and mentor that I've that I've met in my life. I don't think I'll, I'll ever meet Emily like Rab again. To be honest with you, I feel very. Lucky and blessed to like even have crossed paths with, with Rab, um, to be honest with you. What was your best moment with Rab? Um, no, I, I, I couldn't really pinpoint it down to one thing. I, I know I just like, had the time of my life like when I was at the barn. When I was at the barn to, to sort of try and paint the picture for people, it would, it would be like... Um, I remember when Rocky goes to train with Apollo, it was exactly like that, that's what it felt like at the barn and you're just around like-minded individuals and stuff like that and Rab kind of leading the way, it just, it just felt like a pure dream, like when I think back to it. Are these some of the best days of your life? Aye, I think so, yeah, certainly my amateur boxing career, they, they've been the best so far, absolutely, aye. From your amateur career, you turned pro 25th November just last year, yep. how good was that feeling for you, turning pro? That you'd done it? Yeah, I, I, it was really good. I think, to be honest with you, um, going back to the confidence thing, like like we like we said, like I'd spent quite a couple of years before I turned over just getting ready to turn over, which I think is like quite a big thing as well, just like moulding your style to the pros. Um, because from when I got my licence to when I boxed, it was quite a short space of time, so I'm quite glad that I'd done that, got all the sparring that I needed for... For me to feel like I've ticked the boxes of, right, I qualify as a professional now, like in my head, if that makes sense, because um, 
Why it's not beat around the bush? In theory, anybody could turn professional. Like, there's not a lot to it. So I just wanted to make sure that, um, like, in my head, I've ticked the boxes that I need to be ticking, and I'm at the level that that I need to that I feel I should be at, like, to start uh, and to turn over. How did you find the difference going for amateur to pro? Um, no, you know, you're at the end of the stage, but how have you felt it so aye, far? It's I always say that the, the pro game is a completely different game. I think it is. I think um, at the moment, the, my, my first three fights have been four-rounders, so it's quite hard, as you said, to, to comment on it because it's really similar in theory to an amateur bout with smaller gloves. But I think as you start going up the rounds, physicality becomes a big part of it. Um, stamina, like mental strength. These are all things that, that can... where people say a good amateur doesn't always make a good pro, so I think when you when you go to six rounds and above, you're you're going to really see that. But at the moment, as you said, like it's just really um, as it has been, like as an amateur, to be honest. Seeing you turn pro last year, how proud the moment was that for you, for your mum, your dad, your family? How how proud the moment was that for them as well? I don't. I I, I feel like I don't really like none of us really like celebrate things if you know what I mean, or even like take them in too much. Um, I think it's just always been the natural progression and one that was almost expected to, to make. Like, I've been boxing for about 16, 17 years now. So, um, yeah, it was just really the natural progression and I'd done everything that I really could, like, as an amateur. So, I was happy enough with that. And um, as you were saying there, off, off the back of the, the break I had in lockdown and stuff, it was the best move to make. How did you find the whole lockdown? Because it's been difficult for like sports people and things like that. Yeah, I think obviously from a business standpoint, it was, it was pretty tough. Uh, myself and the team of coaches and that that we've got um, kept things like pretty watertight at the gym. We had to really evolve and try and keep the ball rolling like through doing online classes and outdoor and stuff like that when you were allowed to do that. So it was quite a tough, tough spell. I think um, even for our clients mentally, I think that was the main focus that that. Um, that we had at that time was just making sure everybody mentally was was secure because um, it, it was it was really tough for folk. Obviously, we're doing a lot of sparring during lockdown and things no, like that. But no. a question I'd like to ask is: is um, in boxing a lot of people say good sparring's a great education for a fighter? Do you agree yeah. with that, Josh? I I think I think sparring's the the biggest key. To be honest with you, like everything for me personally, I know obviously there's other areas of your training that are that are vital and really important, but. I think everything really does come off the, the bat of your span. Uh, I remember, obviously, Joe Cardina just won at the weekend there and I seen him speaking about like he was sparring with Conor Ben. He was able to take shots with Conor Ben, so he knew when he went in there like he was he was going to be able to take those shots and he was ready to walk through walls. So I think that is the, the penultimate test. It is really important to get your span correct, obviously, because like, too much of it um, can be detrimental and it, it can put miles on the clock so it's just understanding your fighter I think is probably the biggest one you've got some guys that fight you know coming forward maybe take a couple of shots maybe they're not going to be sparring you know as, as frequent as somebody that's like a slick boxer and likes to move so I think that's where we said earlier you need a good team around you so that they, people can tell you right that's too much or like that's spot on kind of thing i seen you've sparred guys like Ricky Burns and Lee McGregor how yeah. good an experience was that for you? I was really good. Um, all all guys that that I was sparring with, like as an amateur, I think obviously what what's been good, um, getting in in my guys like like that is um, I've been out for a wee bit, so trying to 
bridge that gap is, is great for me because you're, you're doing nothing but learning every day being in with guys that are so vastly experienced I think um, like I'm just like a sponge trying to take everything in um, so no it's been great and, and, and Ricky's been great and all like we've literally been training with Ricky as well um, like from track work for, for my last fight um, like just training like at their gym and stuff like that so it's great to have somebody that's already been there done it got the blueprint and it's happy to pass it along and, and help out the, the up-and-coming fighters as well. Have you learned a lot for Ricky? Yeah, I think so. Um, actually, the rapid brought Ricky to the barn. I think Ricky must have sparred about a million people that night, but <laughs> so he, wouldn't, he, wouldn't, he probably wouldn't even remember um, sparring with me. But I have learned a lot for Ricky, and he's he's a great mentor, to be honest with you. I think like I see Ricky in like two different forms, to be honest with you. He's probably, just when you're speaking about folk that you idolise, I suppose, his career has to be one that, that you do idolise. And then on the other side of the coin, I, I see Ricky, just like when I'm training with him, as like more of a mentor, to be honest with you, and somebody that you kind of look up to. Because yeah. um, he's so down to earth that you almost forget like that they're all the things that, that he's done and achieved. Ricky Burns, he's got a Rolls Royce engine. Aye. What impresses you the most about him? Um, probably right now, the the mentality that he's got, the fact that he's still as hungry as he was, and like the fitness level he's got. Um, because what was he maybe thirty eight, thirty nine? Don't oh. want to say the big four o. Okay, <laughs> case I put, put a dig in there, but I'm sure he's thirty eight or thirty nine. So, um. Aye, he's just a phenomenal engine, as you said, and just the determination that he still has at, at the age he's at, it's ridiculous, like, when you really think about it, because um, boxers, as soon as you hit, I would say, 30 upwards, things in your life start to change, you know what I mean, whether it's, like, kids, family life, whatever it is. Um, I so, balance, isn't aye, it? Aye, for, for him to still be on it, it's just, it's crazy. Speaking of good people, you're under the guidance now to Willie Lemond? Yep. And Colin Bell shows up, that's aye. right, that? Aye, just, just Willie, Colin actually... Colin's been doing my corner while right. he's while he's he's not, a lead trainer. Aye, mm. he's not. Um, I think he's he's not got his pro coaching license just yet, so mm. he's waiting on his license coming through. But yeah, aye, Colin's been my he's been my main corner guy. Aye, to be honest with you. How did the link up come? But well, is that through St Andrews? I take it. Um, aye, a wee a wee bit of that. Obviously, that's kind of um, yeah. All Willie's boys are like with St Andrews already and just like sparring and stuff like that. I'd been sparring with like Jake and uh, Martin, uh, Willie's boy Jake, Martin Crossing and, and um, Willie's boy Drew as well, Drew Lemond. Um, yeah. he's, he's still just amateur but like, he's a cracker. Just just when you were asking me about ah. guys I've fought and sparred and stuff like that. He's, Jake's he's, a fiery wee fighter, isn't he? Aye, aye. Jake, Jake as well, yeah. Um, so I just, just really kind of through that to be honest with you and been up sparring with the boys like quite a lot. Do you feel Willie's knowledge and experience can help you develop and grow as a fighter? Aye, massively. Uh, my, my, my second fight there, Willie wasn't at. He, he obviously had his very last fight, so he I think he was over in Mexico training um, in the Morales camp at that time, so he right. never managed to get to my fight. And then, like, my fight last week, just having him there, it just... It's the kind of... I think you need like an authority figure there as well. Uh, so just having him there, everything that Willie says you believe, like um, boxing, boxing, it's very easy to like question things, but you know if Willie says something that that's spot on, like in my last fight, I really wanted to like stand and give it a go, but Willie was like very strict on, right, we're boxing, we're moving, this guy's quite dangerous, it's not your weight, here's what we're doing, do you know what I mean? And you don't question it, like you know just to stick with that because of the, the experience that he's got. Did you click Willie right away? 
Yeah, I think so. I've known, known Willie for years, actually. Bad Willie. Um, like, back in, my, back, back in the day. Um, so, yeah, I had a, had a few hidings off him and that, so I thought <laughs> I'll, I'll maybe take some advice from this guy. He clearly knows what he's talking about. But, no, nah, Willie's, Willie's a, a down-to-earth guy. And probably the, the, the really good thing for me, actually, with, like, with the whole camp is... Um, well, he's like one of the boys. Like he loves to have a laugh and that. And I'm very like strict and and, and like disciplined. I like never never like that. But it's great to to have that in the camp because the the more fun and enjoyable you can make it, like the better. What's the best piece of advice Willie's gave you? Um, do you know I don't again I don't think I could really pinpoint one thing. I think just just being cool and calm and 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 Willie probably forgets more. Than people know, to yeah. be honest with you. So there'll just be wee small things that he says, just wee segments of gold that, that he's probably not even like thought that's a major thing and it's just like clicks with you right away and he just just knows the sport inside out, to be honest with you. What can I say, mate? You're in good hands, you got a cabinet of knowledge upstairs, Willie. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Definitely. Um, but let's talk a bit about, about your division, the lightweight division. Devin Haney, he's the king of the jungle. Ah, yeah, he's just took over the division. Who's the man that can topple him now? Uh, I'd like to see him against Lomachenko. To be honest with you, I think I think um, you, I I think everybody in that division, you really need to beat Lomachenko to say you're the man. To to be honest with you, obviously, Efimo had done it, um, and I feel like Haney that that would be the next big step for him. To be honest with you, but there's 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 loads of cracking lightweights like. Uh, Davis and that and all like they, they two would be a cracking fight like there's just so many there's problem with Tank Davis he's not throw a lot of shots but these shots that he does throw are aye. jugged alongside serious spite and if aye. he hits you you're on the deck aye definitely I think to be honest with you he's been kind of playing about with different weights and that as well isn't he so I think he could probably make super feather or m maybe he was at feather or I think that'd be yeah. for a while as well so it's crazy because I don't think Tank's like a fully fledged lightweight but he's just got dynamite in his hands yeah. like but um, no, I think Haney being the the the, the man in the, the division is probably right. Like I, I really like his style, and it's one that I I uh, study a lot as well. Like that's probably a, a fighter. Just when you're saying about modern day fighters, that's probably somebody now that I look at and base my style off and, and idolise. Just going back to the Haney Kimbosis fight, I just thought the jab won him that fight because yeah. every time he hit George with that jab, George had to reset his feet, Aye, and he was all wrong for him. Definitely, you know I mean? and he just uh, 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 put him off. Trying to inflict his game plan as well, to be honest with you. So yeah, as they say, the the jab will take you around the world, and it's certainly done that. Like for Haney on the night, that division is in fire. What's the matchup you'd like to most see in that division? Garcia uh, Tank. I Loma. I think probably Lomachenko Haney is probably that would define who the man is in the division. But I would love to see Haney and Davis like that. I think that would be a cracker, to be honest with you. I think Haney maybe just nicks it if he can keep his yeah. cell out of baller but he has been tagged a few times we've seen it against um, was, uh, Cruz 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 sorry he's talking about sorry Linares we've seen him get tagged a few times so it's just whether he can keep that boxing brain and keep the head thing is with Tank mate he's got that unshakable confidence and he's patient aye. he waits for his time aye, aye, and he knows he's going to try and take you do you know what I mean he's, yeah. a, he's a big big puncher it's just as I say, he's that division, but there's one guy I really like, and it's Ryan Garcia. He's aye, a hell of a fighter. Garcia's a cracker, aye. I think, obviously, he's been a wee bit off on, a bit inconsistently over the last um, 
what, a year or so, but he's definitely a threat in, in that division, aye, absolutely. Who would you say is the most dangerous city, Tank and Garcia? Uh, that's a tough one, to be honest with you. I don't think we've seen the best of Garcia yet. I think Tank's put in some solid performances that, that show us exactly like where he's at and the pedigree he's on, but I feel like Garcia's got a lot more to show. Uh, and we're, we're not really going to see it until he, he has these next couple of fights. And the thing is, now he's under Joe Goosen Joe yeah, and they train for the knockout all the time. Absolutely. Good partnership. Yeah, I'd, I'd maybe like to have seen him stay in the Canelo camp, if I'm honest with you, but I'd kind of been reading into some of the inside stories and what was going on there. And if, if obviously he feels that's the best move for him, then, you know, fair play, I suppose we can't judge too much. But I'd maybe like to have seen him stay with Canelo. Speaking of Canelo Alvarez, I need to get your thoughts on Triple G and Canelo, the trilogy. Aye, aye. I know who I want to win, but who do yeah. you want to win? Uh, I'd like to see Canelo win. I think just with the, the time in between the, the, the last bout, I feel like he's been making the, the most progression, to be honest with you. I feel like time's going to tell, maybe on the night for, for Golovkin. Um, I hope he, I hope it goes the distance, to be honest with you. I'd like to see Golovkin go the distance and then like maybe call it a day. So what what age is he now? I think he's in his... It'll be th I think he might be 40. Aye, I think he's 39 he just now, I'm sure. Aye, aye, I think he's, he's just turning 40. So I'd like to see this as maybe his last big fight uh, and and hopefully call it a day like, you, after that. Do you think Gennady Golovkin can make this a six-round fight and just go hell for there, go cronk just, style and just go it. for it? I'd actually, I think that would... I'd like to see him doing that, uh, if I'm honest with you, but... Um, nah, I think I think it goes the distance again. Two so of them are just absolutely solid, to be honest with you. So, Canelo's Golovkin's took a few Canelo's knockout shots before, as we've seen, and he's he's just willing to walk through walls, to be honest with you. See if Gennady Golovkin is to be a victor in this fight. What type of discipline do you feel he has to exhibit in this fight? It's a tough one because he's obviously. Stuck it on Canelo before with the pressure. Um, I think in the first fight that that was as close to as close as he's been um, to beating Canelo. So I think a similar game plan to that again is is probably the the, the best bet for him. But we've seen in the second fight Canelo started pressing forward himself, didn't want to budge. So it's 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 a very difficult one to pinpoint like as to what he should do. But it's just based on whatever Canelo does. But I don't feel Canelo's going to go back. I think he knows. He needs to hold his feet like where and when he can uh, to get Golovkin's respect again. It's just the thing is, mate, it's, there's no way the judges in Vegas are going to let Canelo Alvarez lose uh -huh. twice in a row. Nah, and that's, that's how, if I'm Gennady Golovkin, I'm Jonathan Banks, I'm going in there, aye, make it a six-round fight try and try to take this guy's head off. Aye. I think it's unfortunate that we need to think it like that and, and it's, just the, it's just the sport we're in, unfortunately. But aye, I think... To be fair, you've kind of hit the nail on the head there. He does, he really needs to lump it on him. I think this is Lofkin's going out show as well, so maybe more to the reason as to why he should do that. Um, but it's easier said than done, isn't it? Like, cause if a game plan goes wrong and you do that, like, it's, <laughs> it's downhill for you for there. Do you know what mm. I mean? It's a long, a long six rounds to go. How did you score the first two fights? Um, do you know, I just really watched him from an entertainment point of view, I never really scored him, I think um, Golovkin, it looked like he'd done like, really well in the first one, to be honest with you, maybe nicked that, and then Canelo thought maybe nicked the second one, but I never really scored it around by round, I'm just, just, I just enjoy watching the big fights like that as a fan, to be honest with you, I do enough studying as it is <laughs> with boxing, so um, no, I just, just enjoyed the entertainment side of things. So I need to hit you for a prediction that fight, how do you see it going? I think, as you said, I don't see Canelo 
them going against Canelo on points. I think Canelo probably nicks it on points. I can't see him getting beat twice back to back. He's just such a big money draw. Not not that any of these things should matter, to be honest with you, but as we know, unfortunately, they do in our sport. So, um, aye, I think I think Canelo. Well, champ, I really appreciate your time today. Um, thanks for coming on. Um, I'm going to leave the stage with you. Anything you'd like to add? No, no, that's us. Thanks very much for your time. And it's just as great, obviously, to be getting a wee bit of exposure at this level as well. Hopefully, once we hit the big stages, I'll, I'll be able to return the Mind let us back into the gym. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. You'll be taking a membership next time. <laughs> Wise move, mate. Listen, all the best, mate. God Cheers, bless. Mate. Thanks man. very much. Thanks. Man. Man.